Mary Maria Sprout. 15 seconds to curtains, you three. Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then. Jim Henson June, everybody, and welcome to the Muppet Fans Talking Podcast. Hi, I'm Mary, I'm bi, and I'm ready to fly. I'm Maria, I'm a lesbian, and Mary didn't tell us that we were rhyming this episode. <laughs> and I'm Sprout, I was not prepared with rhyme. We weren't prepared. Um, I was just going to say the one I said um, before, I'm, I'm a lesbian, I'm a thespian. Um, there we go. I'm... I'm non-binary, and coming up with a rhyme on the spot is rather scary. Woo! Hey, there we go. All um, right. I get into top of the news stories. I just want to remind everybody that, again, this is an episode talking about headcanons. If you disagree with our headcanons, that's okay. You are not a bad person for doing so. Everybody is able to have their own headcanons in peace. So we're going to be talking about that, and that is your fair warning. Okay, some top of the news stories. The notes, well, I, I want to say personal note, I got a new microphone, so now I'm not coming from you inside an on-fire garbage can in a tunnel. Um, I now have a good microphone, so you can hear me. And, but we are testing out audio stuff, so if we start roboting, I have a little uh, Wembley doll that I'm just going to shake so we know to fix some audio. <laughs> but some actual Muppet top of the news stuff. Kermit will hear any Disney Pride event. He's probably going to sing either Rainbow Connection or Be in Green, or both. I'm so excited to hear him sing Happy Feet. I love Happy Feet. I love, I mean, Matt's Happy Feet is very good. I don't know if either of you have heard it, but it's very good. His version's very good. I'm excited to hear the same songs I've been hearing since Matt got Kermit. But that was for (laughs) gay people. But but guys, now (laughs) it's for the gays. Also, I was so excited that Kermit finally came out to participate in this Pride event. It's so exciting having a canon gay Muppet that's good representation, especially when he's the face of the Muppets. That's so exciting. Finally. I'm so excited. I'm proud of him. Sesame Street, your move. Sesame Street in the last episode, which aired Thursday, I think. It was either Wednesday or Thursday last week. They introduced three new human characters, Dave, Frank, and their daughter, Mia, in the latest episode about families. So we, we do have some canon gay characters. So that's nice. My only As question from the beginning. <laughs> my only question is, okay, so what's the excuse for Bert and Ernie not being locked in the closet anymore? I don't know. But I do love that their names are Dave and Frank. I don't <laughs> that's just very <laughs> funny. That's just very funny to me. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if we were going by Muppet stuff, it I, it would either be Jim and Frank or David Steve because those are the two. <laughs> Never mind, I'm doing too many inside jokes. No, but if uh, if if they did Jim and Frank, we would have gotten a tweet about it. Oh, we would have gotten so many tweets. <laughs> anyway, the the episode was about families and and how there's different families. So like Abby and her stepbrother Rudy had their stepmom, stepdad, and. Her mom's name is Maggie Cadabby, and she is played by Jennifer Barnhart. The other thing is we had Big Bird's Granny Bird, who is also played by Jennifer Barnhart. But also we have a human character named Charlie and her mom, who is also played by Jennifer Barnhart. 
Oh, wow. Jennifer Barnhart's doing overtime this week. And listen, <laughs> Jennifer is also Cleo on Between the Lions. So she's wow. just typecasted as mother. <laughs> when you're good, you're good. <laughs> and, and also, I watched the episode and I could tell when, because she was throwing her voice live between the characters. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So there was a scene with Maggie and Granny Bird. And the only reason I could tell which character she was doing is because in her interview with Matt Vogel's podcast, Below the Frame, she talked about whenever, because um, she's a left-handed puppeteer, and she's as tall or like a little bit taller than Matt, but she, her, her arms can't reach, so she can't reach the mechanism that Granny Bird has, that Big Bird has with the eyelids. So Maggie said something, and then Granny Bird like opened her eyelids, and I went, that's that's not Jennifer in Granny Bird. She's she's doing she's portraying Maggie because she can't reach the mechanism. So that's my that's stupid. Funny. I got I very that. excited about that. And also there was a big thing at the end where all the, the different families got together to take one big picture and it was really sweet and if you haven't watched the episode you should. I didn't know she played Granny Bird. I haven't heard anything about the replacement since Carol passed. So she, that's exciting. She started playing Granny Bird in the, I think it was early or late 2000s. That makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. But there's a part at the end where all the families are together, and there's a part where the camera goes really close on Big Bird and Granny Bird as they're talking. And then whenever it does a wide shot, everyone's looking at them. So they're turned away from the camera. And I could tell just because I knew what was happening that the only reason they were all turned away from the camera is so that the camera would not pick up on Jennifer talking <laughs> because she was live throwing her voice to the different characters. That's so good. That is impressive. Yeah. That was so impressive. So if you don't know this like I do, you'd be like, oh, that's such a sweet episode. But me, I'm like, there's three Jennifer Barnharts here today. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's like Among Us. Instead of there being two imposters, there's Three Jennifer Barnhart's. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, John Tartaglia, Sesame Street and uh, Fraggle Rock performer, great guy. We all love him here. He has a one-man show called Better Get to Living. It's going to be July 19th at Feinstein's 49 Below. Uh, so I thought I said 54. My brain is going you said 49. <laughs> you definitely said 49. That's because... I'm looking at the announcement for it and the, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, it's Fine Science 54 below. It's in New York. So if you're in the area and you want to see John perform, he's performed one man shows there before and they've always had at least one song with one puppet. So go there, watch, enjoy his amazing, talented singing and performing. Come back to us, get some video, share it yeah. on YouTube, send it to me. Yeah, we send it all... to me, please. Not to give away our location, but we all don't live in New York, so we all can't go. No. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Okay, so do we have any more notes at the top? I don't have any. Sprout? Okay. I don't. Let's get in I'm to clicking. this episode. Yep, we are going to be talking about how gay we think Fraggle characters are. Yes, before we do that, Sprout has made us a spreadsheet to show us pictures of different Fraggles. And we've never looked at this, and apparently it's very wild. She, she I, chose very funny pictures. They, oh, I they did? Okay. I went out of my way to find cursed photos, except for Uncle Traveling Matt. I just put my favorite photo because it's too good. I, okay, I'm going to live react to this now. Three, 
two, two, one. one. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you're so loud. Mary, you're so loud. Oh, it's, it's get wor- it, it gets worse as it goes down. I'm just on the what? next page right now. <laughs> so as we keep going down to the more obscure characters, they are just pictures of the characters. It's um, hard to but find there are... photos of obscure. Yeah. Moki Fraggle <laughs> is just a picture of, if anyone remembers, there was a McDonald's kids toy uh, of the Fraggles. So that's for that. There's a cursed uh, boober costume. There's a very long doll of of, of boober. Um, oh, the costumes of Wembley. Excuse me. Red Fraggle is a capybara. Um, this isn't. How much time did you spend? Too much. Oh, I love it. I love it. Also, oh. if you look at the Fab Five and Matt, because the rest of the characters are kind of unknowns, they have actual descriptions. But since we know yeah. the main six, they're all just memes that reflect their personalities. Got it. Okay. So. I, oh my gosh, I actually am crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read what Sprout put uh, for Gobo, which is not trying to brag or anything, but I can wake up without an alarm clock now simply due to my crippling and overwhelming anxiety. All right. Um, the photo of Gobo is I, I, I've described the Trauma Corps Gobo shirt in the past. It's basically the Trauma Corps photo of Gobo. And yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on Gobo's sexuality. Because mm-hmm. on one side of the coin, Gobo is the character I know I'm the most like with Fraggle Rock because we both look at the issues we have and we think, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. But reality, we fix them within 30 minutes. Yeah. And also, it's a it's a Jerry Nelson character. I have got such a soft spot for Jerry Nelson characters. And also, if you haven't listened to Once Upon a Time I Knew My Name and have an identity crisis oh. to that song, then we are not the same. We are not the same. <laughs> As, on one hand, as a bisexual, I'm like, oh, Gobo, who is the most like me, is also a bisexual. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, I know Gobo is a, Gobo sexuality is a rainbow corporation. Which means he acknowledges gay people for one month out of the year and then completely pretends they don't exist for the other 11. Yeah. I fully agree. My my brain metronomes between the two when it comes to Gobo. Only during Pride Month is Gobo bisexual. Every other month, he is a heterosexual. No, he's not a heterosexual. He just doesn't, he just doesn't have any, like, romantic feelings at all. He is a stone cold built this. He's a stone cold business. Got it. He's too busy exploring. He's exploiting the work. He's exploiting the doozers. That's what he does the other 11 months out of the year. Mary's making me cry. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, We're barely into this and I'm already crying. We can't. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. Oh Um, my God. I completely forgot I was going to say because you made me laugh so hard. I'm crying. Oh, oh, my mom. I was talking I was talking to my mom about oh, these hi, episodes. Mom. Hi mom, I love you. Um, hi Maria's mom. She was talking about like her headcanon with Fraggles is that they don't have any gender. Uh, but then I was like, but what about Uncle Traveling Matt? And her headcanon was that uh, the only reason he is male is because he's an uncle. 
and which I thought was funny. But then my my brain was the only reason he is male is because he is in outer space and us humans have to gender everything. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's I think it's weird because I think in Fraggle society they aren't bound by the same like uh, societal restrictions we are, which is yeah, anyone can explore their gender and their right their gender identity, mm-hmm. but they all just don't feel the need to label it all. Like they're just yeah. they're just fraggle. The yeah. same way with their sexuality, they're just like, oh, this person this fraggle likes this fraggle, but they're they don't put labels on it, even though that kind yeah. of attraction does exist. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I do believe that uh fraggles are polyamorous. I can see I can. it. I personally uh have my own specific shifts, so but oh, yeah. to each their own. I I'm just also, saying they're like open to it. Yeah. Also, yeah. she said that doozers could could also be a genderless, mm-hmm. which makes makes sense. And for a second, she was like, "And also the gorgs," but then but then she's like, "Wait, no, they have a monarchy. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they have genders because they have a monarchy. They have which is very funny, which is so funny. They are gorgs are bound by stricter conventions than human beings are. They are." They have so many more restrictions than we do. I can't keep crying. I'm laughing. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Scrum, oh. what are your thoughts? Do you have any anything to add about Gobo? Oh, Gobo's bi. That's yeah, Gobo. Gobo again. I think Gobo's by one month out of the year, and yeah. then he just exploits the juicers for the other eleven. I. I think he, I, I love your head cannon, but I do think he's bisexual. I'm sorry, whenever I said Gobo's bi, I, something on my laptop thought I was talking to it, so it said in my ear, like, how can I help you? And I'm like, I don't need you right now. I'm trying to talk about gay fraggles. It wants to help you determine these head cannons. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Moki. The the quote that Sprout has put is, I've come to a point in my life where I need a word stronger where than... Where I need a stronger word than fuck. I'll Did you get that off of a Facebook minion quote? I didn't. There is the new website for incorrect quote prompts, and I literally just went mm-hmm. on there and spammed it for the one person quotes and put them in. I feel like you, you went on Facebook and saw a minion meme and put that there. I don't go that's on Smoky, though. That's That's Smoky. That is Smoky. Also, the photo of Moki is uh, her in the little eggplant car, and it looks like a McDonald's toy. Yeah, it, yeah, is, a McDonald's I, I told, toy. it is a McDonald's toy. I talked about I, that before. I didn't know if it was it's a Burger kinda, King toy. No, it's McDonald's. It's kind of funny that you say that it looks like a like a minion Facebook meme, because Moki to me screams wine mom. She is. She doesn't to me, because she's a lesbian. She, she screams she is like the artistic... All right, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I think Moki is bisexual. And mm-hmm. I have, I have, I'm going to use my color logic for this again, because you know I love that, where Moki is like a purple and like a greenish blue hair. And mm-hmm. what colors are on the bi flag? Purple and blue. So I think what? Moki is a bisexual. What color was the original lesbian flag? Purple. I don't know the original lesbian flag. There's so many lesbian flags. There's so know. many. I, the only one I really know a lot about and I use for my color coding theory is the uh, pink and orange one. Yes. That's the, the that's current cool. one that we all use that I love dearly. Um, so, I, yeah, I think Moki is bisexual and I think uh, red is a lesbian. That's what I go with. Uh, or if we're going into red, I think they're both lesbians. 
I mean, that's I, I, I feel like they're opposite spectrum of lesbianism because Moki is very the artistic lesbian, like the crafty hippie lesbian, and, and Red is the athletic uh, sports lesbian. Yeah, I, I, I again, I, I always kind of go with my own color theory with Moki, so I, that's what I do mm-hmm. with Moki. And also, I kind of want to be Moki. Got with, it. Like the cool crystals and the, the artistic so, side of everything. So for once, you're projecting instead of me. Oh, all I do is project. Just wait nice. till we get to Boober. Boober is going to be a projection, projection nightmare. Like, Pro- oh. Projection city. Can we move on are, to Wembley we, then? Yes, or? let's move on to Wembley. The people are always asking me if I'm a morning person or a night person. And I'm just like, buddy, I'm barely even a person. All right. I cannot apply flag theory to Wembley because Wembley looks like a Sharpie highlighter. So... <laughs> Oh, and also um, the photo of Wembley is a, like a bad Halloween costume. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's an official costume, by the way. I just want to state that. Horrible. So it's a, a bad official Halloween costume. They made mm-hmm. some for all except for Boober. That's my persona, though. I know. No, I know. personas don't have tails. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a long story. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, I think um, Wembley is a gay trans man, and I mm-hmm. say that he's a trans yeah. man because every trans man I know has a shirt just like that. <laughs> yeah. Lesbians, bisexuals, and trans men, we all hold hands, and are in our hands are those Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Non-binary people as well. Also, yeah, well, I was including that with trans people. Fair um, enough. I, that's a great headcanon. I love that. I, I will agree to that. He's definitely, he's definitely, he's so gay. I have yeah. a little Wembley here that I'm looking at, and he's just so, he's so little and he's so gay. <laughs> I got a boober next to me. Yeah, we all have our Fraggle Rock stuff with us. I feel left out. I don't have a cute Fraggle plushie. Well, you have a button. I have a button. Well, there's yeah. some. It says I'm a Fraggle Rocker. Well, there's some new Fraggle Rock merch coming out soon, so we can fix that pretty easily. So excited. I'm so excited for it. We'll, we'll get into more about the future of Fraggle Rock later. Um, later of the show. Also, there's so many episodes of Wembley that are, like, this is so queer-coded. Yes. You can't, like, you can't just be like, that's a straight man. Like, no. <laughs> Wembley is, uh, Wembley's not straight. No. No. Do we want to get into Boober? I think we should go into Red first so that we can have World War Boober. Okay. Um, Red, I've already stated my opinion. Lesbian. Lesbian. Yeah. I say Pam. Oh, and the quote for Red, before we get into the discourse, the quote for Red is, Well, 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 if it isn't my old friend, the dawning realization that I haven't fucked, that I fucked up bad. I, ugh, I fucked that up. You messed up. It's okay. Well, 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 if it isn't my old friend, the dawning realization that I fucked up bad. And the photo of uh, Red is a um, combination drawing between Red and a uh, capybara. So, yes. Anyway, uh, go into why you think Red is fan. I I can just easily see her working with anybody. I know that they've tried to push chemistry with both Moki and Gobo with her weirdly in the show. I don't ship. I, I, I ship her with Moki overall. Yeah. The Gobo is weird, but 
but I could see her going with anyone. All right. In that sense. That's okay. fair. That's fair. I don't have any fun color theory. <laughs> I apologize. I, I have my color theory. It's okay. Mary is the only one here that has color theory. All of us are going by vibes. Everyone else does vibes. I do vibes and color theory. Yes. <laughs> All so, right. Boober Next. Fraggle, the, the picture is a long, uh, stretched out Boober doll. It's so very I, weird. And the I just quote, want to say, yeah. this picture is from an Etsy, and that's uh-huh. not edited. That is actually how the plushie looks. I assumed so, yes. It's my um, favorite. I love it. <laughs> it's great. And the quote is, so apparently the bad vibes I've been feeling are actually severe psychological distress. Which is very Boober, yes. I heavily project when it comes to Boober Fraggle, and I'm not aromantic, but I look at this small Fraggle puppet, and I'm like, wow, you are Arrow Ace through and through. I heard I'm never alone, and I'm like, yeah, that's an aromantic Muppet if I've ever seen one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I had canon him as uh, Ace Gay, so... Uh, he does have romantic feelings for men. Yeah. And it's because I ship Booper and Wembley and how gay they are together. Yeah. But, but I, also very big ace vibes. I just wanted to say that I, I'm going to project a little because I do agree that I think Booper is asexual, but I do think he's biromantic. And that's just me projecting a little slightly. There's right. literally one scene where he agrees to go to like a dance with a girl Solely because she's like, I wrote you a song about laundry. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's cute. Such that's ace so vibes. So boober. Yeah. All right. Next, we have the uh, man in question, Uncle Traveling Matt. So I think it's Uncle Traveling Matt. That is Glum. one very gay fraggle. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the photo of uh, Matt is him on one of those sightseeing things, wearing sunglasses, and he looks really cool. And the quote is, you know how I roll. And I'm not talking about that time I fell into a pile of, du- of dung at the foot of a hill. It seems in character. Yeah, and I, I think Matt is bisexual, and I think it's because something went on with him and the storyteller. I, I just think he's gay. Right? I also think he's That's gay. That's just my headcanon. I, I just saw scenes of, like, the storyteller t- Fraggle just throwing herself onto him, and I know he's pretty oblivious, but come on. He's he's very stupid though. He's very he's a himbo. He is he a, himbo. a himbo. But right. I mean, yeah, that's Sprout and I are agreeing with this. That's um, fair. That's fair. Oh. Cantus. And the uh, description and the photo of Cantus is from the animated Fraggle Rock where they did him so so dirty. It's oh, so, it's so bad. ugly. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh. And the description of Cantus, who is played by Jim Henson, is. Cantus and the minstrels continually travel to different parts of the cave and stop several times at Fraggle Rock. They encourage the Fraggles to find their own songs, which culminates in our medley. I'm going to be real. The rest of these descriptions aren't going to be fun. Yeah, the rest of the descriptions aren't going to be fun, which is fine. I I love our our melody. It's such a good song. What do we think about Cantus? I say pan. I was going to say gay. Gay. I also say pan. Fair convincing john which was another jim henson character i love convincing john because he's such a specific he's a fast talking swindler type character which i love Mm -hmm. and he has some of the best songs there's a behind the scenes footage from whenever whenever the show wrapped where (laughs) uh, richard hunt introduced jim as convincing john 
and J- Jim started doing the voice, and he goes, "Now listen here," and it was <laughs> so funny. Uh, I have to say, convincing John is also gay, and he lives by yes. the mantra "Be gay, do crime." Yes, I was gonna correct. say he. Yes, he does do. Uh, he is be gay, do crime, but also I I see him in that same way that you see Gobo. Of he <laughs> he's only gay for money, for, for his corporate pride. Oh, he's gay for pay. Yeah, <laughs> like we all should be. Jesus, <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to exploit my homosexuality. Yes, willing to exploit that for money. That's I. I feel like convincing John is he's a corporate gay pride, but also be gay, do crimes. He can yeah. be both yeah. as a tree. I- he can be both. I feel like he's not corporate pride because I feel like convincing John is gay 12 months of the year, whereas mm. Gobo is only gay for one month out of the year. Okay, so got I, it. I, I do think he is pay for gay, though. Or gay for okay. pay. <laughs> I'm just making so many words on this podcast. <laughs> we make up, e- we make each other dumber when we record this podcast. Right. There's just one brain cell. We have one brain cell that we share and we only share it when we're on the podcast together. So anytime we're talking outside of the podcast, we are dumb as bricks. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. We're so dumb, guys. Okay, Beanie Fraggle. Best friend to large Marvin Fraggle. That, uh, Feeny, I'm gonna be real, Feeny looks like an extra on the set of the birdcage. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I, so I gotta say gay. <laughs> I, I I will agree. It's very much hippie vibes, but the hair is atrocious. What about Felix the Fearless? Felix serves as the head of the Fraggle Rescue Squad. He possesses a high-pitched voice, which contrasts with his name and reputation, as well as his oversized outfit, and values bureaucracy over practical methods. That's a homosexual, but like... That's a homosexual Fraggle. Yeah, that's a homosexual. That's not a gay fraggle, that's a homosexual fraggle. There's a difference. Please tell me the difference. Uh, Homosexual fraggles are neoliberals, whereas gay fraggles are leftists. Jeez. (laughs) Jesus. I. Guys? Yes? Okay. No, I'm not. Never mind. (laughs) Do you have anything to add? I don't. I don't know what to, how to respond to that. <laughs> Genuinely. Did you not think I had an explanation? No, I didn't think you had an explanation. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, we're not going to fight over this. Okay. Large Marvin, as we talked about before. Okay. He is a longtime nemesis of Red Fraggle, so that immediately makes him gay because yeah. gay lesbian hostility. Yeah. There's gay, gay lesbian solidarity. But there is gay lesbian <laughs> hostility. I fully agree with you there. Yeah. He's automatically gay because gay lesbian hostility is one of my favorite tropes. It's like, we're together on the gayness, but You're we correct. hate each other's guts. Lou Fraggle. <laughs> I remember Lou Fraggle, and immediately I was like, non-binary. From the episode, I'm like, that's a, that's a non-binary Fraggle. I, I don't think I've seen the episode, but I'm just looking at them. And you're going to hate me for this, but color theory... Bisexual. They could be bi and non-binary. Yeah, they could. Yeah, that's totally yeah. possible. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate you because of your color theory. I just think it's ve- your color theory is very fun. <laughs> I wouldn't go by it personally. Awesome, but it's Next. very fun. Marlin 
Marlon makes me laugh so much. His puppet's so ugly, but also he has tons and tons of rings, which immediately is gay. That's very gay to have tons and tons of rings. All right, I'm just going to read the description because this is, this made me double blink for a minute. An odd-looking fraggle who wants to form a cult and has ideas about behavioral modification. The fact that he exists, just, why? So a gay trans Scientologist, question mark? You can be gay and be a Scientologist. Why do us gays love to joke about Scientology? That's what I want to Because Scientology doesn't like us. Yeah, Scientology hates us, and also it's very, very dumb, so we like to make fun of it. I think that's why we joke Uh, about Scientology. Sorry to all the Scientologists who are listening to this. Please don't hunt us down. I'm not fucking sorry. (laughs) That's my one F-bomb for the episode. It's about Scientology. (laughs) I made myself laugh. I'm very, very bad at jokes. Okay, Storyteller Fraggle. The myth, the legend. Um, She was performed by Richard Hunt and then later on Terry Agnes. I have to go and say she is pansexual. Okay. I was going to say bye. I was going to say bye and it was mostly just because of like the outfit and the the glasses (laughs) and the overall demeanor just as like stereotype bye for me. True. That's fair. I, I can see that now. Uncle Gobo. Which was Uncle Traveling Matt's uncle. So, Gobo's great uncle. Pardon my language, but Uncle Gobo's an asshole. I put that yeah. in the description. You did. Oh, you yeah. did? Oh, um, I'm Okay, so I'm quoting, so it's not technically <laughs> me saying an F-bomb. I'm quoting. It's, it's saying. Sprout saying it. So it's, he's also a fucking asshole. <laughs> he is. He is. He's such a that guy. He's the worst. Oh. I I, um, I love Jerry Nelson's characters, but I yeah. hate I hate Uncle Gobo. Uncle Gobo. Okay, what do we see about Uncle Gobo? Because any way you headcanon him, someone's gonna be upset. Can we just make him straight? Well, that's, okay, I was gonna say he's just yeah, but then straight people are gonna be upset. They're like, you think straight people are assholes? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think straight people are assholes. He's the kind of straight that has a stick really far up his ass. <laughs> he just hates everybody. Like, it's not that he's uh-huh. not attracted to everybody. Yeah. He just hates everybody. He is a homophobe and a, a heterophobe. He just hates everyone. Yeah. He's he's a misanthrope. Yes, world's oldest fraggle. He serves as elder for the Fraggles, often officiating at ceremonial events and emergency meetings. He is obviously greatly respected by the Fraggles, but he's not their leader. His role seems to be mostly ceremonial. He presides over games and leads meetings a lot, but he doesn't make rules for anyone. That's a gay Fraggle. That's a gay Fraggle. Okay. I'm looking. Some of these puppets are so ugly. (laughs) Some of them are great, that's, and some of them are so ugly. That's the charm of Fraggle Rock. One minute you have, one second you have a Fraggle that's like not using any blue screen. It's a gorgeous shot, and the next scene it's the worst blue screen you've ever seen in your life. That's the vibe of Fraggle Rock. They were the first people to ever use blue screen. It was new technology at the time. You have to understand. That's just the overall vibe of Fraggle Rock. That um, blue screen projects into the rest of the show. Henchy Fraggle? Henchy Fraggle acts as an assistant to the world's oldest Fraggle. His role is to correct the world's oldest Fraggles and then get hit with his cane after the world's oldest Fraggle exclaims, I know that. 
I remember Henchy. I didn't know he had a name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either until I put this together. Yes. Uh, I, he, has ve- I, he has a very cool hat. I like his hat. Yeah, he's, uh, he's gay and I he has a very hat. pinky in the brain relationship with the world's oldest rifle. <laughs> he is, he is pinky in this situation? Yes. But, okay. Except, except rather than liking it like Pinky, he just puts up with it. Oh, oh so it's like a Bunsen beaker. Mary and I are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Architect Doozer, the designer of all the Doozer's constructions. He also becomes Cottonpin's mentor in the episode All Work and All Play. I love this character, and the I reason I do is because Jerry Nelson has a I great voice him. for him. I don't, it's, it's kind of like this, but it's very deep. It's, it's very nasally and deep, and I love it. It's perfect. I, I, it's perfect. If you know my thoughts on all Jerry Nelson characters, you, you're going to understand why I say I think he's white. Oh, I was just going to say that's a gay user. That's an old gay. That's an old queen. Fair. Uh, it's fair. Cotterpin Doozer is lesbian. a lesbian. <laughs> it's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, that's a lesbian. <laughs> a lesbian. Uh, a rather rebellious young doozer who has a stubborn streak. She hates working and building, unlike all other doozers, and enjoys drawing, which helps her become the architect's apprentice. She is friends with Red, Gobo, Wembley, and Boober. That's a lesbian. I have to say, that's a lesbian. Yeah, it's a lesbian. Uh, Wrench doozer. Wrench doozer is Cotton Pin's best friend and modern doozer's son. I, I have to say gay. I don't know much. I'd say gay or bad. Yeah. I'd have to agree, either gay or bi. And now we're getting into the Gorg. Mm-hmm. Pa Gorg, the Straight. self-proclaimed king of the universe, is, yeah, the, the <laughs> Pa and Ma Gorg are very straight. Um, I see them kind of like how I see yeah. the royal family. They can't, none of them can be gay. <laughs> they're, they're too straight and, and too, too them. Yeah, no, Pa and Ma, pa and Ma Gorg are, are heterosexuals. Yes, um, <laughs> Junior Gorg, that's a Richard Hunt character, so it's automatically LGBT in some way or yeah, another. Yeah, that, that's a gay yes. Gorg. That's a gay Gorg. Uh, he yeah. serves as prince of the universe, and he, he tries to catch the fraggles, uh, flaggles, but he can't. Those flaggles. Flaggles. No, I will say, with, um, with Junior Gorg, forever in my mind will live the clip of Richard Hunt saying, I will make ravenous love to you. Love to you. It's so good. It's, I love, I love Richard. So much. Oh. Richard. Richard is hilarious. I, yeah. I love him. Um, Mar- uh, Marjorie the Trash Heap. What do we think about her? Uh, I'm debating. I I think Marjorie is a... I don't, I'm debating whether or not Marjorie is a drag queen or a trans woman. So I'm kind of... I mean, there are uh, drag kings and queens that are also trans. So. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so it can be that. And um, I think um, they're also uh, asexual. Asexual. Mm. I, I was going to go bisexual. Mm. Um, she's the oracle that, that uh, is also a garbage heap, which I love. Yes. Hey, you can have the best of both worlds, just like Jana said. It's the one thing everyone will overlook has the greatest treasure of them all. Aw. How about uh, Philo? He, he's one of the heralds of the trash heap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do we think of uh, Philo and, and Grunge? I think Philo's bi, and I think uh, uh, Gunger, yeah, Gunge is gay. Gunge. I have to agree. I agree. Philo is bi, Gunge is gay. Uh, how about Doc? 
Gay. Gay. That's a gay man. That's a gay man. There's so much queer subtext in there queer is. to that man. No, um, I, we, we've, I just want to say the picture. Part before a little. I just want to say the picture that I put of him is from a thumbnail from the Fraggle Rock YouTube page. I just saw I it. I did no editing to that. I just saw it and it's very funny. It's perfect. Uh, uh, Sprocket. I do want to read Sprout's description, which is Sprocket is Doc's dog. He has seen the Fraggles and tries in vain to prove their existence to his owner. I only added him because they talk about him liking the neighbor's dog, but also he is a dog and it seems kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? You're not wrong. It's dope know how to explore the uh sexuality of uh animals that are just animals yeah Yeah. i mean there are animals in nature that are uh, okay okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. but like this is just a dog and i don't feel comfortable that but also why did they give him a love interest because it was the 80s yeah it was the 80s it was the 80s there's no other description for that ned Ned Schimmelfenny. Who we never see. We never uh, see Except that one picture of his hand through the door that I found. <laughs> very tiny. It's a very tiny picture that you put here. It's very good. It's a, I have um, to say that's a gay hand. That is a very, very gay, gay hand. hand. Uh, the, the description that, that Sprout put is Doc's friend who lives next door to him. At first, Sprocket hates Schimmelfenny, often making a face and choking gesture every time his name is mentioned. He stops doing this after Doc and Schimmelfenny have a fight in the Great Radish Famine. In the last episode, Ned Schimmelfenny moves to the desert for his help, causing Doc and Sprocket to go with him. That's gay. Guys, that's, gay. that's very gay. That's, gay. that's very gay. My, my friend ha- has health issues and has to move. I have to move with him, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just have to. I uh, I don't know. Uh, the next one is uh, Miss Betty Ardath, who is another character we never really see. Yeah, which the picture is just the telephone because she calls <laughs> on the telephone all the time. That's very funny, Sprout. Thank you. Yes. Um, Doc also helps out Miss Betty Ardath, who moves into his neighborhood in a cave of one's own. She runs a bed and breakfast called the Captain's Inn. Sprocket has a crush on her pet Airedale Terrier. Am I saying that right? Yes. Airedale Terrier, yeah. Uh, Named Marigold. She has a bed and breakfast. Do we ever see her again outside of this episode? She's mentioned in a few episodes. Yeah, she's mentioned. I'm going to say bisexual. I'll go bi. Yeah, I'll go with bi. The, the, the three uh, B's, bisexual and bed and breakfast. <laughs> we, we are huge fans of bed and breakfast. You can't go wrong. Have I ever been to one? I can't remember. My memory is Swiss cheese. Uh, Bagoonie? Bagoni? Bagoonie. Uh, can I say that he's just Satan? <laughs> <laughs> I do not care for this oh, character at all. A lot of these monsters were reused in things like Muppet Treasure Island. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just going to say lot. Satan. No sexuality, only <laughs> My Satan. My favorite sexuality is Satan. Mean oh. genie who has teeth, and I hate that he has teeth. <laughs> that's the part that makes him mean, is um, his teeth. He is a rude and selfish bully, so he has some internalized homophobia, I can tell yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a rebellious gay trying to figure themselves. Yes. 
I just want to say I love the fact that the wiki description for him specified that he drinks radish beer. <laughs> not radish juice. Radish, not radish juice. Radish beer. Is radish beer a thing? I don't think so. I don't remember it being mentioned, but I love that it was there. Because I know there's a bunch of beer that has like infused from other, you know, vegetables and fruits and stuff. So I want to look it up later. I'm curious. Well, We'll get back to you on that in the next episode. Uh, Mudwell the Mud Bunny? A creature whom Wembley meets (laughs) has a very short lifespan. He dies, leaving Wembley to learn about life's greatest mystery. It is revealed that when a mud bunny dies, it is reborn as a lizard with faint memories of its past life. I don't remember this episode at all, so it must have traumatized me. It is sad. It is really sad, and it's beautiful. Richard plays the Mud Bunny, and it's yeah. it's very tragic. But there's also a very beautiful song, so I always have to say the Mud Bunny. Is- yeah, got it. Okay, and now our final character is Wander McMooch, uh, is a creature who tries to swindle the Gorgs out of their homestead. He seems to have some prior experience with Ruggles because he hates them. He is revealed to be an old nemesis of Marjorie the Trash Heap and enslaves Philo and Gunge when they leave home for greener pastures. This is a homophobe. His, his sexuality is homophobic. <laughs> yeah, homophobic. He looks like, like, not a friend, he looks like a toad, like a, like a big, angry toad. He looks like a decaying yeah. toad. <laughs> he looks like a what? A decaying toad. Oh, a decaying toad, got it. You're right. Um, do we want to get into ships? Uh, yeah, I think we can get into ships. Got it. Who wants to go first? I think we should start off with the uh, Gobo ships, because Gobo is the first character we mentioned. Yeah. So, I personally like the idea of the, all the Fraggles being polyamorous, and this includes a uh, thruple, including uh, Gobo, Boober, and Wembley. Mm-hmm. Because Gobo and Wembley have the uh, Wembley Fool song, they're very good friends, they live together. So they're or they're uh, orange and yellow, very much Bert and Ernie vibes, right, going on there. So, yeah. and also I really like uh, the chemistry that Boober and Wembley have, and I also, mm-hmm. well, I think the chemistry that uh, Gobo and Boober have is very underrated. I think it's yeah. very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do like that too. It's not like a main ship that I that I like think about all the time, but I think it's really good. Yeah, I do. Like um, for for me, I. Sometimes I do ship Gobo, but other times I'm like, it's okay. He's okay by himself. Because, it, you know, there's more to life than romantic relationships. You know, he yeah. has all of his friends. Also, he yeah. doesn't ag- acknowledge gay relationships for 11 months out of the year. <laughs> no, for 11 months. <laughs> yes. What about you, Sprout? Um, I kind of have to agree that I usually don't ship Gobo that often. Mm-hmm. But I Definitely Nobody does. Well, no, no one really does. He has too many midlife crises every single episode for him to think about romance. As I said earlier, I've seen people ship him with Red. Yeah, I I don't like that because I feel like um, Red almost fell very hard into the um, the 80s trope of just being a carbon copy of a male character. Yep. Which yeah. she, she's differentiated enough later on, but mm-hmm. you can kind of yeah. tell. And they yeah, have a very season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they're too similar to really gel well. 
But you can tell because they are very competitive with each other. So competitive. Oh, yeah. And it's not, like, lovingly competitive. Like, they will kill each other. Yeah, this is to the death type of competitive with these two. I I don't really see the appeal to their relationship, but I understand why people do. Especially if it was one that they were, like, loved as a a child because then they have the nostalgia for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But personally, I, I don't ship it because it's definitely the 80s trope of here's the female character and she is a carbon copy of male character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, t- I touched on the thruple idea, but what are your thoughts on just like Wembley and Gobo together? Uh, I think that's Wem- cute. I think it's cute, but I'm very much a, a Wembley boober shipper myself. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I-, I-, I felt like I could draw too many Bert and Ernie similarities. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. That's the magic way to get Sprout into a ship. Just You're welcome. Bert and Ernie. Yes. Yeah. It's just Bert and Ernie again. Bert and Ernie again. <laughs> it's time Together for Bert again. and Ernie again. Da, 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 da. I just uh, can't imagine that we've ever been straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hetero. Oh. Okay, it's just really not- gay. <laughs> okay. Um can't go too far with that. Uh, also, thoughts on Web... Uh, I don't want to get into Emily and Boober yet, but uh, Gobo and Boober, because that's very obscure, but they're... I can see it. I can yeah. see... I don't ship it, but I can see it. All right. Uh, moving on from Gobo, yeah. let's get to Moki. Uh, Moki, I just ship her with Red, but I can also see... Yeah. I, I understand why people ship her with Boober. I look at Boober... And and Moki and I'm like those are siblings. Same, yeah. I yeah, I can almost see kind of more of like a maternal relationship than mm-hmm. like a romantic relationship. So I can't get behind it, but I do really enjoy their friendship. Yeah, yeah, they have a great friendship. It's really cute. Yeah, uh, but I do mainly ship Moki with Red. Same, same. They were roommates. They were roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> same hat. <laughs> they were roommates. Right. Oh. oh my god, they were roommates. Um, oh my god, it's like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> again. Again. Every it's Bert and Ernie again. Okay. We're just gonna tell, it's like the red string <laughs> board of a detective, except it all comes back to Bert and Ernie. <laughs> I'm Charlie from Always Sunny slamming the board. <laughs> Alright, and then we have uh, Wembley. Which Good. brings up Wembley and Boober. Boober, yes. That, that's my ship. Not, There's a whole- not Moki and Wembley. <laughs> yeah, no. Definitely no. There's a whole episode of, of uh, Wembley giving Boober uh, a rock and Boober not wanting to give it away because that's like the fraggle uh, thing of having to give a gift a- mm-hmm. and, it, and wanting to hide it for himself. And it, I know it's not, but it's such like queer-coded of... of like, I have to hide this part of myself from everyone. And so it's just, it's really, it's a sweet episode and they're very sweet. And um, I ship them so much. They're so nice. And they have a really fun dynamic together. Yeah, I was gonna mention the episode where Wembley almost dies from pebble pox and Boober, the huge germaphobe, holds his yeah. hand by the bedside and takes care of him. That's so gay, guys. <laughs> I know, that's why I brought it up! 
there are so many episodes where it's like Boober overcomes his fears just specifically for Wembley, and I'm like, this you this is so queer coded. No wonder Fraggle Rock is John Tartaglia's dream job. It's so gay. <laughs> and then there's also the uh, the episode where uh, Boober commits manslaughter and kills Wembley. <laughs> he doesn't kill Wembley. He doesn't kill him. Insert the law and order. Dun dun. It's like those, like th- it's like those driver's license edits that opens on a fight. What? I'm really aging this, like this podcast right now. Yes. If you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> we are. The if same you know age. what I'm talking about, you get how funny that is. We are the same age. How do I feel older than you, Mary? <laughs> I have no idea. But no, it's know. like that Diary of a Wimpy Kid driver's license edit. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I... What the fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry, I just used another F word. I'm not going to be able to say uh, F-bomb for the next two episodes, and I don't care. What are you on about, Mary? <laughs> I'll send it to you. Don't call me ever again. <laughs> that broken hand was the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> I have no control over this podcast anymore, guys. I don't know what's going on with my host. <laughs> I love how Sprout knows exactly what I'm talking about. Where am I? <laughs> what's going on? Okay. Guys, I'm right. the one that writes the the. De- episode and in this episode i'm just gonna put maria loses her mind (laughs) perfect all right moving on to boober i've already said it everyone knows my opinion boober wembley uh what are everyone else's thoughts i really like my thruffle idea so i'm just gonna stick with that i I really vibe with that sprout please educate us so i highly project i see so much of myself in boober but I also see so much of my best friend in Wembley. So I, it's kind of weird for me to ship it. But Got I completely it, understand why people ship it. Like, I can see it. Got it. That, like I said, I look at Boober and I'm like, that's an aromantic fraggle. I, I just can't see him with anybody. He's too happy doing his laundry and being alone. And being alone. I, I vibe with that. I feel that. I'm not aromantic, but I feel that. Got it. Got it. I mean, we everyone knows our opinions on on Doc and Ned. They're together. That's They're obvious. Yeah. You don't. We get don't have... to. Oh, should we get into Matt and the storyteller? Uh, sure. Sprout. Before, um, what were you gonna say about Ned? I was and just Doc? gonna say you don't. You don't have your best friend have to move away to have medical work done and be like, oh well. It's time for me to move and be oh. with my best friend. Aw, oh, shoot. Oh, no. My besties are injured. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so gay. It's so very gay. Oh, okay. gay. Um, so, yeah, Storyteller and, and Uncle Traveling Matt. I think it happened once, and I'm mm. sticking with that story. Okay. I feel like, I feel like there's no romantic thing at least for traveling matt's part of it i f- i feel like the storyteller is very much unrequited crush i agree 
because it's very much like, oh, Matt, I did all of this for you. And Matt's just like, well, time to go check this new tunnel. See you. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Great seeing everybody. Love that for me. And I feel like we need to really focus on the most important character's love life, and that is a mm-hmm. Sprocket. No. <laughs> no. Very, no, I already told you, no. Oh. The fact that they okay. made this dog Google over dogs in magazines. Just, ugh. It's so, so <laughs> 80s. It's so 80s of them, and I hate it. All right. Uh, do we have any anyone else we really want to go over? Any, any ships? Uh, any, I'm you thinking. look over the docks. Yes, you look over the docks. Um, Junior deserves a boyfriend. Junior Gorg. I don't know if there's any other Gorgs, though. He deserves True. love. Let him have love. But he does I, I want love. him to. I want him to have love. Yes. I just don't know if there's maybe, any other Gorgs. I don't know. Oh, Philo and Gunj, I could see dating. Oh yeah, they're oh, definitely. Oh, they're boyfriends. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. They're judgmental <laughs> boyfriends. The best kind. The real Statler and Waldorf of Fraggle Rock. They are. They are. Okay, so our our board, our our invisible board with red string, is either Statler and Waldorf or, or Ernie and Bert. That's our our board. <laughs> There's <laughs> only two kinds of gay there. couples. All the <laughs> the two <laughs> genders. Bert, Ernie, Statler, Waldorf. Yes. So either oh very God. fun and nice and playful, or evil, mean, hate, <laughs> gay, gay, homosexual, gay. <laughs> Gay, gay, homosexual, gay, gay, homosexual, gay, gay, homosexual, okay. gay, okay. Uh, anything else you want to go over? Oh, do we just want to talk about um, the love potion episode? I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uber, there was a love potion, and it happened to Uber, and No, it was everyone- Wembley. Oh, Wembley, excuse me. Yes, it happened to Wembley, and everyone kissed him. Uber kissed him the most. I remember that because that I went, true. Hello? <laughs> But, uh, Dave and Steve like to make the puppets kiss. Dave and Steve love to make their puppets kiss. And I, I want to say thank you for, for that. Thank you for your services, sirs. Sirs, thank <laughs> you for your service. Mrs. Obama, it's been an honor. <laughs> what? Mary likes to reference memes that I just don't know. <laughs> apparently. That's well, this be is really old, too. Old? Okay. Uh, well, I wasn't online until 2011, 2012, because of stuff, oh. so. Yeah. Now I feel old. Well, I wasn't allowed to. I had very, I had very strict upbringing, yeah, when it came Fair. to, like, internet and stuff. I, so in, in the description, I, I think I'm going to put, Mary talks about memes. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I, I, yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I had a whole thing I was going to say, and then you brought up it's been an honor mrs obama and my brain just died we were talking about how dave and steve like to make the oh yeah so in which is a great song the love potion number nine i think is is the episode and the song which is a great song check it out on youtube uh everyone falls in love with him boober kisses him the most and at one point at the end when the love potion wears off red is holding boober and just completely drops him which (laughs) is so funny I, I feel like I also want to mention that an underrated friendship on this ep in Fraggle Rock is Red and Boober. I really I love them. I was about to say the same. They're such good friends. I love them. Ever mm-hmm. since they almost died, they've really been died. close. 
they've been so close and that's great i um the the specific episode where they're trapped together and, and um, they're yeah they're yeah marooned and it's so it's such a great episode i love that episode so that's much. one of my favorite episodes they're acting such- dave and karen's acting and that is fantastic they're so good they're so phenomenal good. great are we ready to talk about the new Fraggle Rock? Yes. All right. I'm so, really excited. Yeah. Same. There is an Instagram. I don't really use my Instagram that much other than following like Peter Lynn's John Tartaglia. But mm-hmm. there is an Instagram account for Fraggle News that is followed by John Tartaglia. So take that as you will. They dropped some of the new episode names Ooh. that are coming out. Yeah. And um, would you like me to read them? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the ones, there's 14 episodes listed. The ones they have names for are number four is The Glow. Number six is The Legend of Icy Joe. Number seven is Flight of the Flutterflies. Number eight is Craggle Lagoon. Number nine is the Giggle Gaggle Games. Number 10 is Wembley the Spokes Fraggle. <laughs> Number 11 is Deep Dive. Number 12 is Into the Trash. Number 13 is All of Us. And number 14 is Night of the Lights. I'm excited for Into the Trash because that sounds like a deep dive on Marjorie. I'm really excited for that. Give me, give me, give me, I give me, give me. Also, the uh, Night of the Lights, that sounds really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and really Wembley the Spokes Fraggle. No gender, only Fraggle. Only Fraggle. It's like, it's like every pony, if you remember yeah, back. E- oh, yeah, every pony. <laughs> every pony. Yeah. Every oh, Fraggle, pony. come on. Every Fraggle. Is that, what, is that what we're staking our ground? Muppet fans talking, we're, instead of ladies and gentlemen or everybody, we're just going to say every Fraggle? Hey, every Fraggle. Welcome hey. to Muppet fans talking. <laughs> As the Fraggle in the fan art, I approve. But we're all Fraggles I'm, at heart. We are. That's true. I, I'm so excited for the new show it's going to be on apple tv i don't have apple tv i'm going to figure out how to watch the show Same. Gonna i'm gonna get it. i'll figure it out don't worry i always do we're gonna get it yeah and i i just want to make a note that uh i'm really excited it's really cool to hear that dave and i think karen's back as well to reprise their roles yes uh karen mm-hmm. prell is back and so is dave goals oh, and they're uh, both uh executive producers too which yeah. is really exciting and really awesome. And it's it's going to take, and uh, John Tartaglia is taking over for Gobo. Yeah. And it's going it, to, his Gobo is very good, don't get me wrong. But personally, I'm a huge Jerry Nelson appreciator myself. It's going to take me a little bit more time to get used to it. I know I can get used to it, though. And I love John Tartaglia. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. I think he really understands the character perfectly. And I just, I, I need one full 30-minute episode where he's interacting with all the fraggles and i should be fine yeah he did a lot of there was oh remember the the hub or whatever that uh network was that had the fraggle rock oh i remember there was um oh yeah uh uh john and karen reprise uh roles uh, as as uh red and, and gobo and they did a bunch of commercials and from that and there was like a song um, so I, I'm already used to, to John's uh, I, Gobo. I don't know if you guys remember the questionnaire they did for that. I do. Somebody asked if they were bronies. 
I remember. That's the all I have to say on the matter. The early okay. 2000s were so cringe. That was early 2010s, baby. Yeah, I meant 2010. My brain is mush today, and I, I my head thought 2010s, but my mouth said early 2000s. Yeah, this, th- this podcast is mush. This it podcast is. makes me dumber by the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, I just get dumber and dumber, and it's my own fault. You're not the only person who says that spending time with me actively makes them stupider. Don't worry, you're <laughs> not the first. Um. But, but John has talked about uh, multiple times in, in interviews that this is his dream job. And, and literally, whenever he was little, people would ask, like, uh, what do you want to do? And he goes, well, I can't do my dream job anymore because I wanted to work on Fraggle Rock and it's ended. So this is his literal yeah. dream come true, which I, I, I think that. is so sweet. I, I um, love that. And I really, I really, I, I, I really am ready to get used to his job. I, I, I want to so bad. You have no idea. By, by, the, look- by the end of the miniseries on Apple TV, I was like, yeah, that's Google. Same. I, I love the, the Fraggle Rock Rock On, the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look up the performers for uh, Wembley and Moby um, for that. Yeah. I, can't I, rem- I can't remember his name, but I think it's the same Muppeteer that plays Rudy on Sesame he, Street that plays Wembley. He is. I'm going to check it out. Um, I can't remember his name because he's uh, newer. And I would love to, because he did a really good job playing Wembley, I would love to hear him take a crack at Rizzo. Same, same. Which might be controversial. I'm sorry. Oh, we're getting controversial on the podcast today. I would love to hear his his Rizzo. I think he'd do a good job. That's Uh, fair. I miss Rizzo so much. Frankie Cordero. Frankie Cordero. Yes. Cordero or Cordero? I think it's Cordero. Cordero? I don't know. They're spelled the same. Tomato, tomato? I will figure it out. Either way, he's fantastic. I love his performing on Sesame Street. I love Rudy. Uh, and I, I loved his performing on Fraggle Rock Rock On. So I'm, he sounds so similar to, to Steve. Steve. With, with yes. Like, it's, it's, if it's, I didn't know, I would just be like, oh, it's the same guy. But since mm-hmm. I do know, it's like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Which it's, that's very good to hear because I love Bumbley so much. Mm-hmm. Same. I was watching a an interview before Rock On came out with um it was like Dave, Karen, John, and an exec or a writer, and then the person hosting the Zoom. <laughs> John was talking about you guys have no idea how excited I was when Dave first did the boober laugh when we started working on this. And I have to agree, Boober's laugh is one of my favorites. And he broke into the laugh and broke down how it, it works, talking about how it just, like, Boober doesn't want to laugh, so it just forces itself out of him. And I love it so much. He's still got it. I love, <laughs> I love, I love Dave so oh. much. I, I remember seeing that. I need to watch it. Um, it's so good. Moki's performer is Donna Kimball or Kimball. Ooh, nice. K-I-M-B-A-L-L, so that's why I said Kimball. Um, she's a puppeteer. She's uh, worked with Jim Henson Company for years, uh, and she's worked uh, with the Muppets as well. Nice. Awesome, yeah. I'm really I'm excited. At all of her stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited to get for this 
uh, reboot. I'm really excited to get the new, know the newer cast members better and see hopefully see more of their stuff in the future. Yeah, a lot of the Muppeteers just left Canada, so yeah, I had to guess they just wrapped filming, so it shouldn't be too much longer. Yeah. Um, don't be surprised because editing and uh, VFX does take like a few months to do give them time because we want it to look a lot better than the blue screen in the original Fraggle Rock which even though while it is part of the charm it is part of the charm of the show and I love it dearly it it is definitely of its time yeah also I just want to mention that Donna uh, Kimball it sounds exactly like Kathy Mullen, and the reason Kathy Mullen yes. is not returning is is because she's retired from puppetry and acting uh, in general. But Which Donna sounds exactly uh, like Moki. Yeah. It's just it's so good, and mm-hmm. she's performing. She's been performing Moki since like 2012, because yeah. there was like an in person thing for like a Comic Con or a Dragon Con or a con somewhere somehow. Um. So I'm excited to to see where this new show goes and the new storylines yeah. and uh, stuff like that. Everyone that I've seen working on the show, whether it's a writer or a Muppeteer, are all people that either worked on the original or are in love and grew up with that show. So I know yeah. this show is in really good hands. I, yeah, I totally I, trust the people behind it. Yeah. The, the only two things I have to wonder is, are... Are they going to mention Doc and who is going to be the Doc of this, you know, new show? It, it would it be like a relative or and also um, would they make Doc and Ned canon? Would, we have to guess, find out. We have to find out. My guess is since Doc is no longer with us, mm-hmm. sadly, um, it would be like a grandchild watching the workshop while he's out of town with Sprocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be a that was kid or a grandkid. Yeah. Because that would so also well. that would also let them go back to the original what is this postcard since we've seen footage of Matt out in the real world, so he's still yeah. exploring. And if we had Doc there, it'd be like a, oh, we already know about Fraggles, it's fine. Yeah. Instead it could be, oh, this is just my kooky grandfather making up weird stories. I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Either or, so Anything we want to add before we get into our Muppet Struggles of the Week? Uh, Fraggle Rock is very camp and very gay. You're correct. Yes, and I love it. It's my favorite Henson show. It is one of my as favorites. As much as I talk about Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. I love Fraggle Rock so much. It's so mm-hmm. much. It is such a fun show to watch. It has really great messages that you probably missed when you were kids. Yeah. Like, when I say lessons, it's not like, oh, the Sherry's caring, or this is how, mm-hmm. like, stuff you'd usually see on, like, kid shows. Yeah. It's stuff like, hey, emotional abuse is very real, and these are some of the signs of it. Or, mm-hmm. like, hey, sometimes people will never see eye to eye or never get along. Yeah. Or sometimes people die. Like, it, it's very existential. And it's, it's very yeah, real. It's a great show. Yeah, it's, I love it. Right. Jim made it because he wanted to stop war, that, and that's Jim, literally his quote. Jim yeah. wanted Jim wanted this show to save the world, and he just gave us a bunch of gay fraggles, which <laughs> he used these gay characters to save the world long before Marvel tried to do the same thing. <laughs> controversial. Okay. Very controversial. So, uh, <laughs> Muppet Struggles? 
Muppet Struggles. Mm. I've got two this week. First one being, I had kind of a hit tweet this week with uh, mm. a screenshot from the uh, Muppet Wizard of Oz talking about how they're uh, friends of Dorothy, which if mm. you don't know is old gay slang for I'm, a, I'm gay. And I, it kind of popped off, which is really cool. And the second one is, I don't, if you follow me on Twitter, you know how I'm trying to promote the uh, Taylor Swift Muppet Show special, how I want that to be a thing. And a good friend of mine, uh, Joy, uh, Joy is not on Muppets Twitter, they're at Pain Motors. And they sent me an old uh, Taylor Swift Tumblr, Tumblr post where someone asked, okay, but Taylor, real talk, when I, when I was little, my brother, who was in college at the time, would always tell me and my sister stories claiming he was dating you. We would freak out every time and believe him. So now tell me, do you remember any Jim Hensons? I need to know so next time we talk, I can call him out and say my friend Taylor never dated you. And Taylor Swift responded to this saying, the only Jim Henson I know is the imaginative genius who created the Muppets. May he rest in peace. And lol, yeah, your brother, your your brother Jim also has quite the imagination. (laughs) So that made me really happy this week. So I wanted to share that. R.I.P. Baby Cheeks. R.I.P. Jim Henson. R.I.P. Sprout, you want to go? So, I have two as well. The first one is I got my first Twitter hater. Which is so exciting. They were making fun of me for liking puppet people. I'm not going to be mad about that. (laughs) And um, my second one actually happened last night. I had a very cursed dream in which Frank Oz tried to convince me that Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth is a good song that I should listen to it. (laughs) What? (laughs) It was so cursed. I I can't get it out of my mind. Frank Oz pops up in my dreams too, so I I get it. Yeah, it's Uh, not the first time he's been in a dream of mine, but that one was just extra cursed. Frank Oz is the only puppet here who pops up in my dreams. I did have one. I, I had a dream where Jim Henson came back from the dead to kick someone's ass. Okay, now that's that's just a fact. He will yeah. do that. It's no. out of character for him, but, like, nice. I don't know. I mean, he shut down all the power at Hollywood Studios, except for Muppet Vision. So well, We didn't talk about it in the news. All it, the power at Hollywood Studios and Disney World shut down, except for Muppet Vision 3D. Which I'm telling you, it's Jim. Jim's it just was messing Jim. with us. Jim's ghost was like, you can't take away this attraction. <laughs> Jim said, no. No. No other rides but my own. <laughs> okay, so I also have two Muppet Struggles. Um, for the people that don't follow Peter Linz on Instagram, he made a gigantic, intricate sandcastle that took five so hours. Cool. Oh, yeah, and I, he, he made, it looked like Rivendell from the Lord of the Rings. It's so cool. It was amazing. Wow. All of us talking about it, and I and I put, my friends and I are freaking out over how amazing this is, and he liked my tweet, uh, or he liked the comment on there, which was nice. And then um, Rick Lyons, who's puppet designer, puppeteer, worked with Muppets in Sesame Street for years. He also designed the puppets for Avenue Q, and he posted a picture of these um, little sticker things to to put on noses to look like sunscreen that he made for a specific avenue q stuff 
and he he posts a picture of Ricky, and that's uh, Rod's husband uh, in the show. And I, and I asked, did Rod ever, uh, did did Ricky ever get arm sleeves or, or arm rods? Because he doesn't have any. And he replied to me, hmm. not in my versions. Yeah. He's on stage such a short time, he never needed them. So this is my claim for Muppet Fans Talking. Get Ricky arm rods. That's he my deserves arm. them. He deserves them. I was about to make a very bad gay joke and I stopped myself. I'm proud of you for stopping yourself. Great. Thank you. Wow, that Thank sounds you. like Avenue Q, except they didn't stop themselves. It, yeah, they didn't stop themselves. Uh, All right. I will, put, I will put it in the group chat later, and then, um, so only you two will be subjected to my gay jokes. Perfect. Yes. All right, anything else we want to add? I think we're good. Rob? Yeah, that's all I can think of. Yeah. Awesome. I just want to... That I just want to thank uh, Dennis at Turning to Stone for doing the uh, intro and outro of, of the uh, podcast with Scooter and Gonzo. I also want to thank Fire at FireFarrot93 on Twitter for doing our uh, cover art and social media headers. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Muppets underscore talking, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Animated you can follow me on any social media at Nerdy Maria Mania. And you can follow me on Twitter at Palpoose Brown. Thank you for listening. Have a motivational rest of your week. Bye! Gay rights, bye! Gay rights! And for my final trick, I will make this podcast end. I'm going to need complete silence for this.